Today's episode is brought to you by Schoolyard Stories, an Australian-owned and operated business providing opportunities for schools to publish books written by children that also fundraise. Not only is Schoolyard Stories a brilliant way for children to explore their imaginations, develop their writing skills and express themselves in a way that is both meaningful and rewarding, it also serves as a brilliant opportunity for schools to raise much-needed funds. Bonus! (laughs) To get your school or kindergarten on board today, visit schoolyardstories.com.au. Hello and welcome. Well, aren't children's imaginations beautifully vivid and also entertaining? (laughs) You know, when children create by drawing or writing, you know, it really is, it's a sneak peek, like directly into their beautiful little hearts and minds. You know, I guess it's like, it's an opportunity uh, to gain insight into seeing life through their lens and how they actually feel uh, about the world around them. I guess it's like seeing that, but from their own unique point of view. And I guess the importance of, you know, nurturing a child's love for reading, writing and illustrating, it really can't be overstated. And I guess these creative pursuits are just not just hobbies, but they really are, it's like a gateway to endless possibilities uh, that can empower children to explore just their innermost thoughts, their thoughts, their emotions, and also importantly, their dreams. Now, imagine an opportunity where children can be the architects of their own stories, where their vivid imaginations really can be unleashed onto the pages of an actual book with their own drawings and their artistic talents like brought into different sort of uh, pictures and uh, colourful illustrations and brought to life, more importantly, for yours to keep and cherish forever. Well, this is not just a fantasy but a reality, as our special guest today uh, and a very dear friend of mine, really, Sophia Stefanos, Managing Director of Schoolyard Stories, who brings these opportunities to schools, is here to talk to us today from her expert expert point of view about the importance of why we should nurture children's love for reading, writing and illustrating and how we can encourage children really to embark on these creative journeys to develop their literacy and create all their talents through these opportunities. So welcome, Sophia. How are you doing? Oh, thanks for having me, Rachel. And what a wonderful introduction. I think you pretty much summed everything up in in such a wonderful way. Um, But yeah, I'm very pleased to be here. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real thrill to be chatting to you, and, and your business is something that I've been personally so passionate about for so many years, as you know. Um, and I guess overall, it's just the significance of what you do, and it fosters the opportunity for children's for children to develop their passion for reading and writing and illustrating. Like we were just saying, all of the, that opportunity really sort of goes beyond measure through what you what your business is about, um, and. I guess what it what it does do it really serves as an opportunity for them to for children to to, to delve in um into bigger opportunities about their deepest thoughts and their emotions and their aspirations like I was just saying before. Now I'd yeah, love absolutely to, yeah. yeah so I'd love to know really from your perspective like why do you actually think it's so important for children to express their thoughts and emotions through the likes of storytelling like what's your thoughts? Um, well, I guess the short answer would be practice makes perfect. 
Um, children, ex as children express themselves, the more they practice it, the more they do it, the better they get at expressing themselves. And storytelling is a great platform, whether it be, you know, oral storytelling or in the written form. And it's something that sort of unites all cultures and people. It's a way that in that um, everyone, everyone throughout the world passes on their histories and traditions. It's a way that they might, someone might share their dreams or fears or hopes or ideas. And I think it's really important that children, especially in the early years, because they're just absorbing so much information that they have the opportunity to practice speaking, listening, writing. Um, you know, they, if, if there's a topic that they're, um, that they're continually talking about, and one of them is emotions, for example, um, they build their vocabulary vocabulary around that topic and they're better able to express themselves so I think it's 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 really important storytelling in all its forms um, for just children to be able to not only just learn but just to be able to express their thoughts and feelings which I think is really important yeah I absolutely 100% agree you know the other day um, I heard this quote and it says um, if you love to read then you're already a writer. Now, I'd love to know um, from your perspective, like, what do you think on the correlation between the two? Yeah, so if you love to read, you're already a great writer. Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a, that's a wonderful quote. I guess that if you love a great book or a story or any sort of art form, really, like paintings or um, a theater or even, even stand-up comedy, for example, the more you're exposed to it, um, the more you're learning and that may actually... Mm -hmm inspire you to um to have a go at it so as you know Rachel like reading and writing they're really there's a strong correlation between the two skills but they are different skills and I'm just to be technical obviously reading is the ability to decode text and understand its meaning whereas writing is the ability to produce text form sentences and get across your meanings and ideas or get across information yeah. So I guess if you're going to, yeah, I guess if you're going to do like do a Venn diagram, there'd be a lot of overlaps in the skills required for both. Um, both require, involve vocabulary, the meanings of words and the context in which they're used. Uh, both involve syntax or sentence structure and arranging them and understanding that when you put words in different order, it changes the meaning or your message. And both require critical thinking um, reasoning and the ability to analyze and solve problems. Yeah. So like reading yeah. with 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 reading, children really can like delve into like captivating narratives, I guess, you know, stepping into the shoes of the character and emotively seeing and feeling things through the life of the character, like from different perspectives and um, yeah. you know, and with that they I guess become sort of creators themselves just through the Absolutely. the magic of their imagination. But writing books as you were just stating, on on the other hand, or writing and illustrating in the other aspect is completely different. But when you can join all of that together, I guess, with a bonus of raising funds for their school, it really is such a beautiful way um, to inspire creativity and promote literacy as well. So I'd just love to know yeah. uh, just a little bit about Schoolyard Stories and what really inspired you to create that business. Oh, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> how, how much time have you got? Um Look, I guess um, I guess it sort of started off with my obsession with picture storybooks. Um, when I was doing my teaching degree at McGill University, uh, I had the most amazing um, 
children's literacy professor. And she, um, she and, and then, and I just became obsessed with, with picture storybooks. They're so, they're so clever. They're so well read, so um, imaginative and, you know, they really entertain not only children, but, um, but adults. And so anyway, I brought my obsession to the classroom. And at that time, there was this, this whole language was sort of what was, um, I guess, the fad for uh, teaching. And so we would act out stories and do voices and artwork. And I had the foresight, however, not to stop phonics in my classroom, which <laughs> turned out to be a good thing. But anyway, um, so fast forward, um, I moved to Melbourne. I have three children and I joined various committees as you do as a mom. So um, kinder committees and fundraising committees. And one day when we were at brainstorming ideas for different fundraising, um, different fundraising ideas where the committee was kind of sick of, you know, the chocolates and not that we don't love chocolates, but, you know, chocolates and raffle tickets. We want to do something different. And um, and I just remembered this one book and I have it here, actually. It's called Children's Letters to God. And it is the cutest little book. It's just um, it's just a compilation of stories that children have written. So it says things like, um, oh, dear God, thank you for my baby brother. But what I prayed for was a puppy or um, dear God, how did you do all those miracles in the old days? Um, and you don't do any now. So I just it's just a very cute book. And it just got me thinking that maybe we could do something with story writing, a compilation storybook. So I suggested it in our meeting. Everyone loved the idea. We came up with a story starter, Imagine If. We had a cover competition for the artwork. Um, and then, yeah, we, we and that's how the, the idea came up. But the best thing about it is that I was a parent helper at the time and the kids were just so excited through the entire process. You know, I'd be in the classroom and I'd hear them go, oh, what are you doing for your Imagine If story? Um, or, um, and then when we did distribute the books, uh, they were so thrilled and I was at, you know, picking up my kids and just watching other children gathered around a book. Like, when do you see that? It's normally a ball, which is wonderful or a video game or, but they were all gathered around a book and they were so excited about it. And then the fact that they actually, um, that the sale of their book actually helped raise funds for their school just filled them with more pride you know they were just yeah and then a suggest and then a friend of mine suggested that I share it with other schools and here we are today <laughs> so so in summary schoolyard stories gives um, schools and kindergartens as well the opportunity to create the books um, by children um, yeah. to then fundraise for for their school or, or kindergarten is is that the essence of what the, the business is Absolutely. about yeah yeah and it's not only um, storybooks. We also do cookbooks, yearbooks. They're a great gift for the end of the year, um, you know, graduating. Um, and it can be sort of, you know, anything really. Yeah. Sensational. And we'll have all of the links, um, obviously, to to you and the business um, in the show notes as well. And I wanted to Thanks. acknowledge that we also um, published an article of yours and the, the title is Why Children Should Get Excited About Reading, Writing and Illustrating Books. So in, in the article, you actually list the top 10 reasons um, by uh, allowing them to become published authors. So I'd love for you to just quickly just run through each of them now with us. And I understand the first one on that list 
is that the this opportunity that you're providing to schools and kin- yeah. kin- kindergartens that can actually help boost uh, literacy skills. So if you could just maybe just give us your point of view on on what else that that would be great. <laughs> uh, so the, so do you want me to go through all of them, or do you yeah, just want me yeah, to talk just- about? Just quickly, that would that would be really awesome because I mean it, it is a really unique opportunity, um, and you know what you've done and created with your business, and I think it's just it's really great for all of us to understand what are the opportunities that these actually bring to families, to parents, uh, to schools, and to kindergartens. Um, yeah, yeah so. no, well, I'll actually I've got them written down here, so I'll actually just read them and maybe just do a very quick explanation of each. Yep. So the first perfect. one, as you mentioned, yeah, the first one as you mentioned is boost literacy skills. So uh, when kids see their work published in a real book, it can really motivate them to continue to pre- um, practicing and developing their language skills and, and literacy skills. Um, it enhances self-confidence. Again, um, they kids have something significant to share with the world and the confidence to do so is incre- incredibly important. Uh, it fosters creativity, obviously um, reading, writing, illustrating and cooking, because as I mentioned, we also do cookbooks. Um, require creativity and imagination. Um, it builds empathy and understanding. So, you know, children can develop empathy and compassion towards others by reading and writing stories. Uh, it promotes the love of learning and a lifelong appreciation of the arts. Um, so when children see their work published in a real book, it can help them feel valued and respected as creators and thinkers. And I guess it's sort of a self-perpetuating cycle. I mean, they create art, they share it, and then they appreciate what it takes for others to create and share art and have the courage to share their art. Um, it develops critical thinking and problem solving skills. So there's a real thought process behind crafting a compelling story. So you need to, because you need to create engaging characters and choose the best words and imagery to get your ideas across um, to, to, in order to engage the reader. Uh, it also encourages children to become active and engaged readers. Um, so when children are given the opportunity to create their own stories, they become more invested and are more likely to delve deeper into the um, to the text. Uh, it gives them a sense of ownership. They can write about something that is really important to them. Uh, they can express their ideas and their interests and their perspective on things. And it's their story. And the fact that it can be about absolutely anything is it, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it also inspires children to continue to pursue their passions and interests. So um, by publishing their work, children can actually see the tangible results of their hard work. And this um, often fosters a sense of ac- accomplishment um, and can further motivate them to keep going. Um, and then finally, it develops uh, the essential life skills such as communication, collaboration, and perseverance. So a lot of people don't realize, but most books are a collaboration. You've got your, obviously, the author and uh, publisher and editor. So it's the same thing in a classroom. They're generally working with students, um, their peers, teachers, and parents to um, to bring their ideas to life. Yeah, I guess when they are working on that book project, they often need to collaborate um, with all the, all other people, and this helps develop those skills and team working skills, which really, yeah. in the long run, can benefit their personal, I guess, and their professional development later on in life as well. Because not yeah. not everybody, I guess, is part of 
um, you know, sports and those types of things where you can develop teamworking skills. So, it's, so I think it's a lifelong skill that they can develop through these sort yeah. of projects. And as it's well. a skill that can't, yeah, it's a, and a skill, it is a skill that can't really be measured. I mean, you measure, you know, um, through exams and whatnot, but I don't believe that we measure that skill enough. And it's such an important skill to have. As well, yeah. And I understand yeah. the book publishing for children, um, you've mentioned that it's open-ended. What Can you just confirm what open-ended actually means in this in this context? Yeah, so open-ended is, um, well, I guess it's, books can be about anything. So, um, for example, we talked about, like I mentioned, we have cookbooks and storybooks, yearbooks and photo books. But um, every single school's project is unique. So it can be a mix of anything. So, for example, you know, we might have a school that wants to create a multicultural book. And but it can also be mixed with a storybook. So, for example, um, you might pose the question to a family who's submitting a recipe. Why is this your favorite meal? Uh, what is the story behind the dish? Is there a special occasion or a memory associated with this meal? So, yeah, so it's very open ended in that, in that respect. And I guess this opportunity itself is the perfect opportunity to celebrate Book Week. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so with that uh, coming up for this year and all of that stuff, I mean, how can parents and schools really get involved then? Yeah, so uh, Book Week is fantastic. I, I haven't been teaching for a while, but that's one thing that I really, and my, my kids are all grown up now, but I really miss it because it's a real celebration. And almost every school in Australia um, celebrates it. And the Children's Book Council of Australia do an amazing job promoting it. And along with promoting it, they promote the love of books. So um, schools often do book character parades, they do crafts, they do writing activities based on the annual theme. I think this this year, yes, the theme is read, grow, inspire. So if you wanted to do a schoolyard storybook based on the theme read, grow, inspire, for example, Every student in your school could write a story and or uh, create illustrations, and then we compile them into a beautiful book of short stories. Um, you know, and you don't have to, some schools have it organized early on, and then they launch their book during uh, book week, but it doesn't have to be that. It can actually be, it, book week can actually be the starting of the process where, you know, at the beginning, your um everyone's brainstorming ideas and you go through the editing process and the creating story throughout the entire uh, week of book week. It's like almost like a big story slam where everyone's writing and being creative. And then once you're finished, you're good copies and you just send them to me and I do the rest. And it's um, when I started back in 2008, it must've been where um, I did my, you know, the book for my children's school, the very first one we did, I had no idea what I was doing. And <laughs> it was, um, you know, I had to source printers, and there was all this jargon. And, you know, it's just, it was, it was a very daunting task. But I just want to reassure schools that um, everything's, everything um, is, I, I provide everything. It's there, you get a publishing pack that's, customized for your school um your because as we said every project is different and i leave you know all the all the printing and all that stuff is is um i take care of that so that the teachers can really focus on um uh teaching and the kids can just focus on learning and being creative yeah perfect and the, the business overall 
is such a great opportunity just for children, as we were just saying earlier on, just to explore their imaginations, just to develop their creative writing skills, um, very importantly, to express themselves in a way that really is, you know, meaningful and and overall, it's just rewarding. So it's a win-win-win really for everyone. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a fundraiser. That's just sort of an, another um, aspect of it. It can be as big as or as little as you want. You know, you can just publish a book for a literacy, um, just for as a literacy project. Or yeah. um, you know, it can be. It can you can do you can have a book fair and uh, author signings and readings and just make it as big as you want. You can get sponsorships to offset your printing costs. So it's it's completely up to the individual school, really. Wow. And you've mentioned to me um, offline as well that you are thinking potentially of heading back to teaching. Yeah, I'm. I haven't been. (laughs) I haven't been. I haven't been teaching for a very long time, but um, there's a real shortage and I've been getting, I'm still, I'm still registered and I've been getting some um, phone calls and messages from the Victorian Institute of Teaching. Yeah. And I, yeah. And so I, I, you know, I'd like to do my part and I miss it. And my kids are all sort of grown up now. So yeah, it's something that I, I think I'll probably come back from, um, I've got some long service leave coming, so I'll come back after that and maybe start CRTing in September and yeah, take it from there. So yeah. It just is, it really is evidence that your intentions are pure, that what you're doing, you you genuinely want to make a difference and help. Um, so I just think you're an incredible human being. So well oh, that is so nice of you to say, Rachel, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am really proud of this little, this little um, um, endeavor that I've taken upon myself, but yeah, it is. Um, that's really that's really lovely for you to say, and I, I and I'm impressed with what you do too. Just getting out information to um, you're just a wonderful resource for for parents and teachers everywhere. So good on you. Good on us. Cheers. <laughs> now, I guess with everything that we've just chatted about today, if you were going to summarize the key messages for any parent watching and listening, teacher. Uh, principal, anyone like that, <laughs> please um, maybe just summarize what those those key messages are. What would they be? Um, I think the, um, well, I think the key messages are it's not difficult and there's a lot of reward. So um, again, the, uh, the first time you do a, a book, it might seem daunting, but everything as a teacher, um, I was, I'm really conscious of not providing giving teachers extra work to do because they have just everything gets dumped on them you know and um so uh, it's really a program that um has all the resources that you need um and we i want to make it as easy as possible uh for for teachers and parents and just really easy for the kids to get their work out there and get creative and yeah that's pretty much the main message. <laughs> and I guess if parents, teachers, um, anyone out there want to find more and or to get involved, their kinder or school um, in, in, in the coming weeks and months, whereabouts can they find you? Of course, we're going to have all the links in the show notes, but where can they find you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, so the website is schoolyardstories.com.au. Um, you can email me at publish at schoolyardstories.com.au. And um, I can send you sample books. We have sample books. And you can actually call me and speak to a human being too. And I'll, I'll, I'll actually walk you through it all. So, yeah. 
sensational. We'll have all of that stuff in the show notes, Sophia. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Congratulations again on your business and what you're doing and the difference that you're making. And let's have another chat again in the future. But until then, take care. Big love. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was lovely speaking to you. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.